everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. What's up? How are y'all doing today? Sunday. Snowing again here in Ohio, but we are keeping our eyes on the prize. We're going to make it all the way to April when we can be in the lovely northeastern part of this country. We are coming to Philadelphia on April 3rd, New York City, April 6th. New York City again, April 7th, Portland, Maine, April 9th, and Boston, Massachusetts, Friday, April 12th. Those tickets will be available soon. Uh, for, for Boston, I got to put those up. Um, we are going to have, I'm going to have that post going to the Patreon. So pay attention to all the social media stuff this week. Um, those That stuff is on the way. And you can also find us on uh, Bands in Town. If you ever use that website to track artists, um, it makes you download an app get i used to have the app so i get messages from i get like a uh, hey brian guess who's got a message for you and i'll check it's like download the app and i'm like i don't need to see it that bad yeah so if you go to bandsintown.com slash street fight wcrs you will actually be able to get tickets and take a look at all of our tour dates and all of that stuff uh this week we had matt christmas on the craft matt christmas matt christman <laughs> gotta steady my hand here Matt Chrisman uh, on the bonus show and you got to see our trailer show this week for the first time in a long time we watched some movie trailers I'm gonna say we're gonna somebody graced us with six brand new bottles of Ivana bitch tobacco flavored menthol vodka um someone gave us six more of them so just to celebrate I want to say uh let's have a drink right might as well finish up this bottle I got going here uh how was your week, Brian? Okay. I'm getting yelled at online. It's been a long fucking time since the boy's been in trouble. And he's back. He's back. Look who's back. It's the it's the bad boy of uh, online, Brian Quinby. Pissing people off? Pissing people off. It's been a long time, dude. I haven't been in trouble. I, I'm trying to think. Uh, probably since actually the Scotty Burberry days. Up more, down more, probably since the Scotty Burberry days, I haven't been in a lot of trouble, right? Long way. Like I, I, I'm going up. I, I haven't been in trouble in a really long time. Am I good? I can't hear it. Am I good? Am I good? I'm, I'm looking at it. It looks normal to me. Hey everybody, we're doing some. uh, Take it down. We're gonna do some audio. Hey, what's up? All right, so yeah, I've been in trouble in a long time. I've been a good boy. I've been fighting with people, you know. Yeah, got mad, of course. Every now and then, dude, you just get mad online. You were just telling me you want to yell at a guy today, yeah. but you cooled out. You wanted to insult a man's dead dad today, which is, you know, I'm fine with it. But sure, other people might see it as tasteless. Of course, of course. <laughs> But yeah, there's an old fascist buddy of mine that I never really fought with before, and I want to use my one chance when his dad died to really just like make him ruin his fucking day. Yeah, yeah, just be like, your dad was a fucking loser. (laughs) Fuck you. He raised you wrong, you turd, man. Yeah, yep. I'm in trouble because I'm not in trouble. Like all of our, all the people that I, like, here's the thing. You get into these things online, you get into these little tussles, and it's like, it just depends on who's mad at you, right? Like, cause there are t- when the tankies get mad at us, that takes a little bit out of me. 
because I always feel like I'm not a bad guy, man. You know, I'm just trying to do my thing. You try to do your thing. We both like some of the same stuff, sure. you know, or when other left, like when other leftists get mad at me, it hurts. It stings a little. But when the conservatives get mad at me, I'm like, oh, whatever. It's you know? expected. Sitting. I mean, you're flippantly against them. Yeah. And I'll, I'll make fun of them. And when the libs get mad at me, I'm like, you know years of this we're in what year nine of this now of these people being hating us you know so <clears throat> so i basically uh i uh said that i what happened was there was a vigil this weekend that uh for the sh- for the shooting victims in Christchurch, Christ oh, crazy name for a city i don't want to like hit them while they're down but geez i would be nervous in that city Christchurch. I feel like it's double double downing on the same thing. I, I, I like, do it's too. Like church Square. It's like if this was called Columbus Genocide was the name of the city. Sure. It's like two of the same thing. Right. You right. know, the guy was a genocidal guy in Columbus. Um, but uh, so I, I a, a woman who is 18 years old went and she didn't appreciate Chelsea Clinton's appearance, appearance at a vigil. And I would argue that I don't think that Chelsea Clinton's exact words had anything to do with this guy shooting people. And I totally would never go out there and say that what what happened with Chelsea Clinton and Elon Omar caused this thing to happen. But I think it is a fair critique to say that the way that she misinterpreted the words that Elon Omar said and the way that she reacted to that stoked islamophobia among people who are traditionally relatively islamophobic we've talked about this in the past those centrist people i mean they talk all day about identity politics and how important these identity politics are but they also listen to sam harris what also listen to sam harris or they listen to i mean i i mean it's all white guys right like i i mean they're standing for uh beto o'rourke now you know just another white guy and, and, and like they, they always all their identity politics always end at Muslim women or Arab men or anybody does, you know what I'm saying? Like it, they always end there. They're always sort of cut out of their identity politics. If they don't line directly up with them, which a lot of times, uh, if I got to tell you, if, if I lived in a, living in America for the time that I've lived in America and uh, many of these people are way younger than me. Uh, if I was Muslim in this country, uh, I, I don't, I think my politics would probably be more radical left would align more with a guy like maybe like Bernie Sanders or something than a guy like, like Beto O'Rourke or Donald Trump. I just, I think those people are like, I, I think a lot of times, and, and Bernie's not good. You know what I mean? A, especially in this regard. We're talking about this regard. But I just always, I, I think this weekend I finally broke because she confronted she confronted Chelsea Clinton. And then the very next day, like a defense <laughs> squad comes out, right? Like all these people come out and, and they're like tagging this girl in, in posts. Right. They're searching her posts. She's 18. Their posts from 2000 or from from 2013 when she was, I think, 14 years old, where she used some insensitive language, the F slur. Right. Uh, That kind of stuff like 
a 14 year old now I think is different than a 14 year old then this thing moves this thing moves very fast right like the progress on how we speak moves very fast and I I will say that if I was being held to the standard that uh, if I was being held to the standard that I'm held to now when I was 14 I have like a lot of apologizing to do. You know what I mean? Like some of the things I said, I mean, like I'm going to be straight up with you. I, I used the N word when I was 14. I, I said all kinds of shit when I was 14 right. and just, I'm a 40 year old man. So I know how people change over the years. And, and, and like there, I've seen the excuse that women, women, uh, Developed before men, so she should have known better. And I, I've just seen so much stuff as like excuses to attack this woman who was 18. And like, I'm sorry, I know we got listeners that are 18 and 19 and 20 and stuff. I mean, to me, an adult that's 40 years old, y- y'all are like still kids. <laughs> You're smart and you know what's going on, but like, I'm not going to hold you to the same standard that I hold a 40 year old to. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Sure. And and I just think, so what happened is Kathy Griffin posted the video and called this person disgusting and also tagged her in the post. Now, I'm not a celebrity at all. I have 23,000 followers on Twitter, I believe, maybe 22, something like that. Somewhere around in that number. And, like, I am very conscious about not, like, encouraging pile on. Because I know what happens, you know, and like, uh, I, I try, you know, if somebody says something to somebody in the, in, in, in the run of a conversation, I can't stop that, you know, but like tagging a person to even, I'm fucking going to go down around 5,000. If you got 5,000 followers, you got to start thinking about what you're doing, you know, like what this retweet this quote retweet is going to lead to for that person and kathy griffin has two million followers and i just think she bullied that girl and like i think it's fucking horrible what she did and and to post something about how you don't know bullying i know bullying is disgusting because bullying is subjective and uh i would argue that bullying outspoken people uh, i'm gonna say this about myself it's it's very hard to bully me you know what i mean (laughs) like it's nearly impossible to bully me because i put myself out there right and and i say these things but this girl's not a celebrity she was overcome with emotion and she may have said the wrong thing some of the stuff she said may have been wrong but i'm not like ready to just I just, I find it disgusting. And so I posted about it and, and, and unbelievably there are actually people who are yelling at me for being mean to Kathy Griffin. (laughs) And I think it's crazy. I don't know where this mindset comes from. You know, this, this, we need to defend this rich kid and this comedian at all costs. I, I don't, I don't. I know that she was scared when she posted that picture of her holding somebody's severed head, holding Donald Trump's severed head, Who's right? Scared? Uh, Kathy Griffin. Uh-huh. And I know that Trump saying stuff about her and I know that conservatives went after her. And I know that like, you know, even when there's just the tiniest pile on of me, 
it can feel very huge. And I understand that she's been treated badly by these people, but I also would think that that would be, because that's why I don't encourage people to pile on people who say things to me, because I know how bad it feels. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know that that feels horrible. And I just wish that these people, the, these, these journalists and these pundits, like, would maybe consider that when they're doing these sorts of things. Because it's bullying. It's wrong. It's wrong to use your platform to target a person who was overcome with emotion at a vigil. And uh, Chelsea Clinton doesn't need to be stuck up for. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's just nobody to stick up for, right? Like, I don't think. So, that's all. That's it. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say to any of that. Sure. Yeah, I just... It just makes me nuts, man. I, I don't like that. I don't like that sticking up for it's, these. It feels like aristocracy. That's what. But it this feels is like one all we end up doing is talking about the aristocracy, and they always are the center of attention in the news. Right. They make themselves the news. I know. I know. Right. But I, I wish. I mean, it just feels naked now, I guess. It's this weird thing because I think the other reason I snapped is like the Meghan McCain stuff happened, like within that two weeks. Of like the Chelsea Clinton thing happened, then the Meghan McCain thing happened, and then you saw all those rich people that weren't exactly rich get fucking swept up in that thing, and it's just like, it's just it, the hierarchy and the caste system in this country is like just really on full display right now. And you're hearing shit about like the next Trump budget cuts out student loan forgiveness for national service and shit like right, that, right. and it, it's just like, it just. It's naked. It feels very naked now. And, and like, it's, it's, it's infuriating. I'm an anarchist. I don't like, I see this stuff and I'm usually cool with it. And I don't want to be a person who's above everything. I don't want to be a person who's like, ah, oh, it's just there. You know I mean? Nothing we can really do about it or just sit around and talk about it. I mean, I have a platform. I can at least say something. You know what I mean? I don't know what, where that gets us ever, but it is, it is, just watching these rich people show their ass is is something incredible with with something like with with socialism sort of on the rise right now and and just like real and, and w w look i wouldn't even i i i feel dumb even just saying socialism with populism on the rise i think it's very tone deaf and i think that I, you know, maybe it will accelerate things. Maybe not in a good way because the other people that are pissed off that are populist are bad. You know, like the, the, the alt-right types, you know, are bad. But I think that like they stoke these things. They stoke this class antagonism. And then uh, they pretend that class doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, the only time they're going to talk about it is if they have a chance to yell at you. I mean, they're not going to bring up anything they're not going to, they don't use any of those, any of the activist terms that they all use. Don't, they haven't actually done like the self crit. They haven't even done any of that stuff. You know, like they, yeah. they it's just to win arguments and to advance their position. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've They're always just been, I've greedy. always, yeah, I've always sort of been in the mind of like, I just, you learn as you go and. You know, you're going to fuck up and stuff like that. But the, the, a lot of a lot of the language used by a lot of those cynical people when they use. I mean, but it's just, you know, I mean, this is the this is the fight of this is the fight of the century is can we get white people to listen to non-white people? Can we <laughs> can we get them? Because they ha have a very hard time, you yes. know, like when 
It's like you need to to maybe listen. Can we get that to happen? I, it's not happening. Like nobody wants the racists don't want to listen. The liberals don't want to listen. You know, they are all pretty much like, uh, no, I think white supremacy has done pretty well so far. <laughs> you know, the colonialism and all the other Islamophobia and racism that's baked in is perfectly fine. Yeah, it's you easy. Know? And I can, I'm i getting I, along I, fine. I sell tote bags that raise money for people, so you can't really talk any shit about me, you know. I just... I, I donate a lot of money. I've spent $5,000 on a lot of dinners to, to help people. <laughs> I, I just always look at things like this where it's like I, I'm again, the Islamophobia is a very real thing with both. We're not even close. The whole here. thing. Everybody's weirded out, but everybody's just fucking weirded out by him. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I just sounded that sounds that sounds Racist. like a weird way to say it. But, but I understand like what how, you're saying. That is what <clears throat> it seems like to me. Everybody it, like the 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 people in my family, extended family just can't come to understand that people we're born on a different with a different religion or like on a different part of the planet. Right. Yeah. You know, and just ended up here and just want to eat and have food. And I mean, just have food and shelter. I mean, it's like every, every other one of us, you know, they yeah. really aren't looking for much more than food and shelter place to pray. I mean, it's such a crazy idea. Just, just so crazy the way that they can't separate out different like they see arab it's, as one it's isis thing. it's like yeah. they're isis they're like you're in the same religion as isis but for some reason their christianity isn't the same christianity that went and does all does all the mass spree killings you yeah know? yeah yeah that's not the same or, christianity i mean like, we've said this before but you know when the you same talk, conservatism right you, we've said this before but when you talk to a racist about like uh black about like why they hate black men or women they're, they describe like one singular type of person that if they were white would probably also be horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they describe the like they did like it's like they the person that they think is the most common is the least common type of person. Yeah. They don't assess, they don't give to any races or even like sexes at this point. They don't give them any like there's no difference unless you're a white man. Then there's like a million different shades of white. There's sure. so many different shades of white. So many different. It's like a very white, like, uh, like white people have like a million different cultures. Yeah. It's crazy. It's great. But all the black people are the same. All the Arab people are the same. It's just, it's fucking crazy to me, man. Like you think That's you bad. look at a country, you look at a country like Iran and you don't think that there's a per a you in Iran. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like that, that, that what is happening right here right now isn't happening somewhere there. <laughs> but the thing, but the thing about it is that there is a lot more like 10 years ago, we didn't have someone like Elon Omar even saying this kind of stuff. Not that I'm hopeful for any sort of government, but um, it's nice when somebody says Palestine and they're like in the Congress, you know, and mm -hmm. says, and says something that uh, against APAC and all that shit. Like this, the trouble that she stirred up is like, what I would at least like to have the conversation about if it's going to be nasty and mean and everybody's going to put their racism out on the line or their Islamophobia, I want to know where it's at. Like these are the conversations we'd be having, you know, they don't, it's usually just bullshit that people it talk is. It, about. It, it is a ton of like, uh, when, when she said APAC, and they got mad about that, I found that to be such a, like, it's valid. What she said is definitely valid, and, and like it APAC made is, is Israeli. It that's not like this is a, a lobby 
for Israel. Yeah. This is not an, a lobby for Jewish people. Right. You know? Right. And, and like that one dude, uh, Eli Valley, that made that Meghan McCain thing, got dragged for being anti-Semitic. Right, right. And he's like a Jewish guy. Right, right. And like I saw a, a few other left-leaning Jewish people getting just fucking destroyed by people I mean, who are not. It's getting stirred up. I mean, it's kids, us internet connected people a lot of them are end up being red pilled that's going to happen yes but <laughs> the other ones do start to understand what the real power structures look like in this country and who's benefiting it from and who's not i mean you look around to your left and right and who else has who else is fucking struggling to get paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. you yeah. know it's it's you know it's other fucking uh working class people you know and it they are the other cultures and immigrants and you know, they make up a, the vast majority of our working class here, you know, and it's, it's just fucking, I mean, it's just the heart of the, the, of racism and it's the most maddening part. I mean, of like being involved with all of this. I think yeah. that's what makes me shut down the most and makes me not even concerned with it because it's, it sounds cold and I'm not really like that. It's just, I am initially just, it, it's so hard to break that barrier with. Both sides. Like, oh, yeah. you can't, you have, you don't, you couldn't even, like, but you can't even, like, expect a Democrat to, like, fucking tag team some, like, your conservative no. uncle with you. Not, no, especially with this. You're going to get, they'll be both screaming at you about protect Israel and shit. Uh huh. Uh huh. Or, like, you, you know, if Trump tomorrow decided to go to Iran, the, the arguments for me and you and the people around us would be like, you know, no. This is wrong. This is like imperialism and war, and I don't want to do this. But the arguments from liberals are like the, a, a completely different. We need to be nice about this war. Yes, we yes. need to do nice stuff. Yeah, too. we need to do nice stuff. We need to drop food and bombs. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's wild to me. I just and and again, <laughs> yeah, Beto O'Rourke is going to start a new um, fucking activist wing of the government called Food and Bombs. <laughs> Boy, you liking him? He's great. He's he, I good. see it's he a fucking duct tape wallet. Yeah. He's top notch, that guy. I know. I mean, he's he a king, is just, dude. I when I sit around and I think about what I want in a presidential race, right? I like having a Bernie Sanders there. Uh, I like, I mean, I liked having Trump there at first. I didn't think it was possible that he could win. I was really into it at the beginning. Cause it was like, this guy's goofing <laughs> off. You know, remember Mike Gravel <laughs> guys like that. I, I, I dig that, but I always, always, always will love a cool guy. Like yeah. every time a cool guy shows up, a cool guy, politician, I'm fucking a hundred percent in because it's just impossible. Like what he what does he do? Is he like, uh, is he like Mumford and Sons? Is that like what his thing? Is? Like he's just what is he? Is he? Mo he's mod. Okay, it's, it's somebody that used to be a punk, but then's cleaned up and, right. and, and gets like a job. He's probably got like one black flag bar tattoo on his calf or something. Okay, so I'm walking. That he made a mistake when he was 19, and then he went to college at 20 and became Beto O'Rourke. So, so I'm walking a few days ago, right? When he announces, okay, mm -hmm. I'm walking downtown on Broaden High. There is a building that has a news scroll of headlines. I love it. 
I read the headlines every time I go by. It's basically where I get all my headlines. Okay. That people in Columbus. That's good. They just put them right there. Public headlines. (laughs) Yeah. That's a nice feature. It's what people in Columbus are probably talking about, dude. Yeah. Because it's 10 TV. It's probably the most popular stories on their website. So it's like, I'm getting a pretty good idea. You know, hundreds, if not thousands of people walk by these headlines every day and you know they read them. I'm getting off the bus. I have my attache case and I'm running to a meeting and I need something to spark up a conversation and there's a headline right there on the side of that building. (laughs) So this headline's scrolling by and it says Black Keys and Modest Mouse announced Columbus, Ohio tour date. Uh Uh-oh. Then the next one that comes by is Beto O'Rourke announces his 2020 candidacy. And I'm like, boy, that's that's for a real specific audience, those two in a row. Right, right. <laughs> they were giving someone a lot of good news. <laughs> Man, this city's going to sh- shut down. There's going to be an earthquake. There's going to be a lot of stomping and clapping on the ones and threes when just, they come to town. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like, I, I was trying to picture the people in my mind, but Mumford and Suds did just play here the other night. Uh-huh. And I know some people that went to it, and I'm like, that they're amped about Beto O'Rourke. Like, sure. if, if you can buy, like, if you're really into punk or, like, prog rock or some kind of alt rock. No, I like post-punk, actually. <clears throat> I'm an older, yeah. I'm more refined these days. So if you like that stuff, but you only like bands that you can get the t-shirt at the mall, right? Right. That's that's it. That's a right. Beto O'Rourke right, right there. <laughs> Whoa! He said he likes Ramones' "Rocket to Russia." Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah oh, I know. He's driving a pickup. It's deep cuts. He's driving a pickup, which is classic. Yeah, very classic. He has a lot of French blue colored shirts, which means he's very successful. The first picture of him, Brett, was him like the first when he was standing on top of that. Uh, coffee shop he's in a coffee shop and he's standing on top of the uh counter like rapping to the people and it's just like god this guy he's gonna fucking when the democratic debates happen this motherfucker's gonna roll his sleeves up and sit backwards on a chair (laughs) and just rap during his time he's incredible yeah he has no chance in hell like i just there's nothing to be serious about that guy. <laughs> nothing, no serious issue I would talk to that guy about. I love when he uh, was like filling his gas tank up and he was like, oh, I just had to put $24 in my van. That's why we need your donations, man. So I can fill up the van. And then today he announced like, I want to do good. my tour. Like he's it, giving it a works. talk. It's so many people. Like the people that are actually going to vote though, like he's hitting their sweet spot. <laughs> I know there's some people just freaking out like right now, but he did the thing. He said a thing today. I just saw a tweet today. He was giving a speech and he said, I want to do this campaign like more like DIY or punk rock. He said that. Yeah. Did he say R-A-W-K? He said, he just said, I want to, well, he didn't mention any bands. Cause I heard recently that when they asked him who his like heroes were, one of them was Ian McKay. Right. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah. I mean, an Ian McKay president is wild to think of. Just that. I mean, it happens. We get old eventually. <laughs> so he goes, we, he, he goes, I want to run. Radiohead governor. That's true. He's, he's, I want to run this thing like punk rock or DIY, but I'm not really like into punk rock or DIY. Now I'm listening to like more Rush. And is that I'm what like, he said? Yeah. I'm thinking he you know, I mean, you can't want a punk rock. You he, can't keep up with it. Your neck gives out eventually <laughs> I mean, from all that headbanging. You have to get into something that's 
a little bit longer, a little bit of slower burn. Something yeah. like twenty one twelve. Can't do uh, the Mars Volta anymore. Sure. Because that's the other thing. He's buddies with them. That's great. So if he gets the nomination, that's who's going to be there. We're going to see to Cedric see. in a fucking suit with one arm scissor being that- played at the Democratic convention. I always, I keep having these weird visions of like the Democratic convention happen and the Mars Volta coming out and playing like a twelve minute song with bird sounds and that audience like trying to get into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, what about Bruce Springsteen? Was he taken? We love when Bruce Springsteen comes out here. Beto O'Rourke's only six years older than me. Wow. Well, he, uh, tell you what, he could always continue just taking pictures for J. Crew ads. He, that's what he looks like. Instead of being a governor. I just. What does he do? See, here's the thing. Here's, here's what, here's the thing. It's like, it may seem like we're not getting into the substance, and that's exactly what it is. Well, he's this not. This motherfucker does, he doesn't want to say much. He, no. he just wants to be like, you see me out here peeping the. Fucking wallet chain, bro. (laughs) I got Etnies on, you know. Well, they asked him. Fucking Lee Pipes. They're like, hey, Robert Francis O'Rourke. That's his name. Uh, Hey, buddy. Um, what is uh, what uh, would you like to talk about your first day fundraising, like Bernie Sanders did? Remember how he talked about it? And he was like, no, I'm not gonna do that Mm. because he's astroturfed all to fucking hell, dude. You know that because he's just like. He's just Obama. Didn't That's he all say, he is is Obama, dude. Uh, Obama, had, Obama. Obama had a good preacher. Yeah. Yeah. He's white Obama. Mm, I don't well, like had, that. I don't, I don't think that's Volta. a good comparison he to He talks make. like him and he doesn't say anything is what I'm trying to say. Like he 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 has that vibe of like. He's I, more of like I a John in, Kerry to me. Like a windsurfer. Really? Nah, I see him as a guy who is like, I believe in all the same things you do, but. It, none of it. Can I can't be done. say them though. <laughs> yeah, I can't say them, and none of it can be done. Which was that was the Obama thing, right? Was like you would just sit there and watch his speeches in that first election and be like, "Damn, me and him got so much in common. Me and Obama, great. Like this is going to be the best president of all time." And then he got in office, and he was like, "Nah, can't do any of that stuff. Right, right. Wild shit. Can't make it happen." That was. I was just. We were just saying. Like I thought we were just telling our hopes and dreams on that. Tour. Right, right, right. I thought we were just like talking shit, man, into the night air. <laughs> Beto is gonna have so many like his commercials are gonna be yeah. him like sitting around a, a, a like a fire pit, like the the kind because you know there's a lot of people that are like sitting at a fire pit playing like cornhole and and wearing like really expensive barbecue clothes. Yeah, you know, drinking, like I'm, drinking Topo Chicos, drinking Topo Chicos and uh, uh, IPAs. Yeah, like a lot of or goes or sours yeah. or whatever yeah. they're into yeah. right now. Yeah, and sitting in REI folding chairs, like the really expensive ones, and just chatting. And saying, I just he can do it. He's the guy that can do it. I just believe in it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> gassing themselves up. I mean, I let me read part it's of just, his wiki. He's just cool as hell. I mean, let me read part of his wiki because uh, it's so perfect, Brett. It just really does feel like a commercial guy. A guy made out of whole cloth. Yeah, he like, seems like the venturian candidate. <laughs> After being introduced to Bad Brains as a teen, O'Rourke began a, became a fan of punk music. <laughs> O'Rourke, along with two friends from El Paso, Mike Steven, they so they played instruments, he played the bass, they recruited Cedric for their band, and together they formed the band Faust. 
Okay. Okay. A Bixler Savala recalled O'Rourke and Clark introducing him to a zine called Book Your Own Fucking Life, a primer on how to schedule your own gigs without an agent. Sure. During the summer, Everybody had that book that did indie bands back in those days. You got that book? I just know. I don't have that book, but I know about the book. I'm sending it to my wife. She's booking our lives. It's outdated. Her. It's from the fucking 90s. Yeah. You just use it. I mean, okay. whatever. Um, so they, they went on tour with Feist. And uh, Feist? Yeah. Like the Apple iPod? It says, band? during the summer, they toured the United States and Canada, garnering the exactly support of Feist. A, a, the group released a self-titled demo and a seven-inch record, the El Paso Pussycats, on Western Breed Records in 1993. He also played drums in the band Swedes, but, who released okay. an album called Summer in 1995. Okay, so here's the, here's the kind of punk shows that he was playing at. Uh, Feist does that song, one, two, three, four, tell me that you love me more. Five, six, seven, okay. oh, oh, oh. It was like an Apple iTunes song. That's cool, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's punk shit. Well, he's very, he is, he would so be in an iPad, iPod commercial if they still did those. Yeah. Where they're like they're dancing around in the shadows. He's like, he, that's probably what he is. When they Has had he, the shadows he, dancing, he is just like that shadow. They like, they made that into a real person. He's, <laughs> He's like an Apple commercial that you see on a TV in an Ikea is what he is. He needs to do like an Instagram photo of him doing the, um, uh, the circle jerks pose yeah. from the, from the fucking logo. Yeah. So that's, that's Beto. Uh, we'll talk Great. about him more on the, uh, I we, hope not. I hope, and, I hope to never hear about him ever again. <laughs> me and Brad are going to talk about the shit about him. You know, depending on what he says, he seems kind of boring so far. Yeah, I just want to know what he... I heard that he was already saying, like, I don't think we can do health care. Oh, he said that right away. He yeah, was like, you know, see, that's somebody stupid. was like, do you remember when you were really It's like, in- this is why I don't listen to my fucking punk friends, because they don't <laughs> pay attention to shit. They're... <laughs> Their eardrums are blown out, and they've been drinking cheap beer and doing cheap fucking blow for years. And actually, they're, they're not people that you trust with these opinion with this his, type of shit. His feelings actually seem to be: I used to believe in it, but now I don't know if single payer is the Great. best way or if it's popular. It's, it's like ah, he's SLC know. punk. That's what he is. He's Matthew Lillard and SLC punk. Now, it's great. Now we need to go Fuck to it one up from of his the inside, rallies. Beto. Go ahead. We need to go to one of his rallies, Brett. And you need to call him SLC Punk because he'll get that and it'll also it'll make hurt. him mad. He'll be like, <laughs> no, I didn't think anybody's seen that movie <laughs> in a while. The Republicans run ads like, this yeah. guy's SLC Punk. He won a fake punk in office. Right, yeah, yeah. This guy's not a real punk. He opened up for Feist. And then they'll play the iPod commercial. One, two, three, four. Tell me that you love me more. They'll get like Glenn Danzig to, to stand, yeah. to come out for Trump. You know, yep. and be like, yo, you think Beto's yeah. punk? I got Glenn Danzig. All the real brain eaters vote for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Danzig's a Trump. I was trying to think he of could a punk be. Trump guy, but he's got vibes. I mean, they all are, too. That's the thing, too, is like you're hanging out with sound guys that are fascist from, you know, 3 a.m. to 8 a.m. <laughs> and then they show up to work to do sound and then spew some a little bit of hatred to you. <laughs> Yeah, like that's who's hanging out at a lot of these places. It's a like the punk scene isn't like where I wouldn't go for the most excitement until like if I once if like until I hear the ideas that came from it. But I don't think that's enough for me to like say make this guy the president. Yeah, he was in a DIY band. Every punk thing I've ever been to, the people there freaked me out a little bit. 
Well, it's, and like it's last a, night, I was opening environment. It's a great place. They're great environments. I don't want to shit on the punks. I went and saw Mumula last night. And uh, your brother opened for Mumula, your brother-in-law. Well, I think they call it postlining now. It's oh. like you play after the headliner. So he was playing after Mumula. Interesting. They do that. Punk shows. They do that. Like as in, like so the headliner. Like people want to see the headliner. I mean, yeah, the headliner wants out. to go on at. The headliner wants to go on at fucking 10. You know, you know how that feels. We we have a time we want to go on. And I don't give a shit if somebody goes on after me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's over at that point. So they just played after him. And uh, we, we go to see Mumula. And uh, I almost saw a fight. Like, this, this place that we went to is a really small bar. <laughs> Listeners in Columbus will remember the tree bar. Uh, we did a show there with the Sams and we did another show where you get pounded. Like they say it holds 85 people, but it probably holds 40 (laughs) and, uh, people couldn't fit in. And there was this woman there that just really expected to have a lot of personal space. And, uh, she almost got into like four fights. With that's so people weird for bumping into. That's so weird when people do that at a concert. She looked like a punk too. I was just like, this is crazy. She was so mad. She's probably revved up. You fired up. Decided, Don't bump into me. Probably decided earlier that day she was getting going to get in a fight later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, I've I, I've gone to I went to a lot. I've gone to a lot of concerts recently, uh, <laughs> and I've seen a lot of crimes. So, mosh <laughs> pit crimes. You know, mosh pit like the people that stand right on the outside and drink beer and then get their beer knocked over and they get really mad about it yep. and start fucking like pounding Shoving on people, people really hard, like, what digging you, elbows into yeah. people. Why are you standing here? Like these people feel like they have a right to just stand where everybody's moshing, and they're like, "Well, I'm not in it. I don't want to, right. so it's not going to happen here." Okay, and it's like, "Yeah, yeah, step back, try to stop it." Yeah, you need to if you don't want to mosh, but you want to be close, you have to stand three rows behind the mosh pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't get to stand like right in front, and then every once in a while, somebody's gonna come flying out of there. Yeah, someone will. Deal with. Everyone will get knocked over. You think there will be a mosh pit at a Beto rally? A circle pit, maybe. The f- well, transition for one arm says they'll like play that. <laughs> yeah, and fucking people will go nuts. Get away! Get away! No, and then he'll be like, "Don't fucking mosh!" Yo, don't yeah, fucking he hates mosh. that. I'm from Austin, Texas. Me and Cedric are from Austin, Texas, and we don't fucking <laughs> mosh there. Yeah, we're we fucking listen. We yeah. listen to what we're fucking doing. We're creating art. You're just a fucking sheep that listens. <laughs> <laughs> Brett has real feelings about the Mars Volta. I agree with him 100. I'm on your side. I'm not. No, I'm not taking. I'm not. I'm just saying. Well, you did throw a beer at one of them. I did throw a beer at one of them. Because <laughs> you were mad at them. Sure. Because but they... I was in my worst behavior. But I think it was fine. Okay. I think what you did was justified. Sure. You I did what everybody else thought. People, like, this is a custom, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I certainly would expect if I do bad enough that I could risk having a beer thrown at me. I think that's part of my uh, going. Moshing is a custom too. It's just a thing that happens. Sure, sure. People get rowdy. Not fa- it, it. It isn't like a thing you can stop for. You can't just be like, "We don't want you to mosh at this concert." Let's get on these phones. Having requirements for how your audience reacts is very weird to me. Agreed. You know. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. Chat. You can send us questions. 
And I know how to block people that use slurs. Sorry, I knew there was a bunch of slurs in there, and I was, like, frantically trying to figure out how to fucking get those out of That's there. That's the – I was, like, during that call, I was, like, so had no idea. It felt like there was so much going on <laughs> it is. in here, and I had no idea. I was just like, what is fucking happening? I need help here. <laughs> I need help with the talking part of the show. <laughs> no, you're good. You, you uh, never stop talking. No, but I need you. I don't. I couldn't do it by myself. You know, I am a lot of talker, though. I will agree with that. But you do good at like four minutes of talking at the beginning of the show. So let's get some questions in the chat. Uh, let's uh, let's see. Let's see if we got anything in the old uh, dock. How's that sound? Sound good to everybody? Any peels on the docket today? Yeah, no appeal on the docket today, just mounds. You know what? So last night, I'll talk about this. Last night, I was at this bar, and they were playing Like a Stone. Oh, you know yeah. that song? It's a hit. Oh, God. You're fucking telling me, dude. I'm listening to this song, and I'm going nuts. And yes, I am at a hip bar, kind of. Like a dive bar that plays decently cool music, and I'm there to see some pretty cool stuff. And uh, very cool you stuff. You went and saw mummies play music. I saw mummies play. Mummies play Mumula, surf rock. There's a bunch of mummies that play like garage rock. It's surf rock. Surf it's basically rock. also surf rock is excellent to me because like all the songs sound exactly the same. It's like such a great thing to get into because it's like unless you're Dick Dale, it's like basically R. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Dick Dale. Uh, unless you're Dick Dale, it's basically all the same thing. Uh, like all the songs are, they sound exactly the same, Brad. Great. Yeah, great. I mean, they sound that's like what a, I've they been sound saying. like an ocean breeze. I say that all the time about music is that when people say, oh, uh, they used to say it about ACDC, right? Which, you know, I'm not like Mr. ACDC. I'm not like, oh, yeah, people hate ACDC. Yeah. Wasn't there like a who, bar that like banned it or something? Right. And the reason it's banned is because all the songs sound the same. I would submit to you that they all sound like they kick ass. <laughs> yeah, in like a hundred different ways. <laughs> yeah. When, I mean, they, they catch say, you, and every time you catch one, they get you going. I know. I know. ACDC doesn't suck. And, and, and like all your songs sounding the same is just really giving the audience. I want people that want me to enjoy myself, if that makes sense to you. Like, I want. Like we were just talking about the Mars Volta and times that, you know, we saw them that that weren't the best time because it didn't feel like they cared if you had fun. And it was just like they were there just for themselves, which sucks. Yeah. Like I don't want that. And a lot of comedians do that, too. That was something uh, very early on with me and Brett. Uh, I think we both sort of bonded when we were doing stand up because there were so many of those comedians who were like. Hey, uh, there were so many of those comedians who were like, I'm going to walk this room. I'm going to, I'm going to piss people off and thought it was super cool. And or like when people didn't laugh at their jokes, they would say this, this crowd's fucked. Like, fuck these people. This crowd sucks and shit like that. And I think both of us always felt like, well, you're an entertainer. And, uh, if you're not doing that, then like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's interesting or cool. Sure. And like, if you're just doing it for yourself, I guess this is the place to do it. You know, because yeah. it's an open mic night and nobody's there. Right. Right. Remember the devil? 
Yeah, I do remember. You ever devil. talked? Have we ever brought up the devil on here? <clears throat> no, we haven't. I don't remember ever bringing up the devil because we're afraid to bring it up. I'm not. He's not going. The devil's not going to find out. He'll never listen to this show. Well, the devil does know a lot of stuff. He knows. He he remembers me and you. Sure, which They're, is incredible that he remembers us because he just always seemed to me like I don't know. He's like one of those older guys that's a campus guy. Yeah, that, well, he's just a comedian. Is what he called no, himself at the not, time. That's, he was a comedian that yeah, went by okay. the name The Devil. He went to open mic stand-up nights. And what he would do is he would s- spend the whole five minutes standing on the stage being completely silent. And he would take a uh, he would take a flashlight in the last two minutes and shine it in his face. Under his chin. Under, his, put chin. under his chin. But he didn't say but anything. He never said anything. Like telling Scowy Stallways or anything. He was just really like. He would just sit up there and people would yell at him or say stuff or. And he would just sit up there for five minutes and be silent. And the people who were comics just, I mean, loved it. Right? Like they would put him up there. I'm sure not everyone. Well, me and you didn't. We hated it. Sure. But yeah. But yeah, a lot of people were seeing. Seem to be quite impressed by this. I mean, one of these weeks when we get the phones working, we need to have people call in and talk about their characters that, like, some people think are charming and some people hate. Because, like, we play all these bars in town and they all have a character or play these bars in different cities and they all have, like, characters and stuff, but they're just not charming to me because I'm there, like, (laughs) to be the center of attention. Like, I'm putting on a show. I need... To hold these people's attention i don't want to work around you you know what i mean so um all right we got any anybody in the chat got anything asking us we no got, they just said that this is the best mu- someone said this is the first good music taste we've ever had acdc music, music opinion yeah well i i firmly believe that bands that all sound the same are all good well i'm not i don't know about that that's a little too much who do, who I mean I guess like if they suck but ACDC does not suck right they're good right I guess I mean I, I really like to shit on them a little bit though because it's classic rock someone this why would you ask what's your advice for handling St Patrick's Day stay uh, home man I stayed home I didn't go to anywhere where St Patrick's Day was happening today mine would be I hate it, though. You got. I would say give away every other shot is what I used to always. Towards the end, I would just give away shots or dump them because people drink way too much and you don't want to keep up with them because you're going to fucking regret it because they don't give a fuck about what tomorrow feels like, but you should. They will. This they. I do mean, on get Sunday. fucked up, but like going to blackout is too far. Like you, you can go too much with the alcohol. I do want to talk a little bit about St. Patrick's Day and and things like that, where it's like. Why don't we give people the day off after just the next day off? Yeah, we you should. Know? No, there's definitely should be. I mean, I really think people like it's New be Year's like Eve. Irish blessing on the yeah. 18th. You don't have to call. I really think people like New Year's Eve so much because you're guaranteed the right. next day off. Right. To nurse a hangover. Uh, the last few years, the 4th of July has been on a weekday. And that fucking sucks, dude. You go to the fucking fireworks and everybody's like, oh, I got to be at work tomorrow at seven. So I got to go home. So you can't get a real party going, you know? Yeah. Well, last night was the night. They just move it to Saturday, right? No. Well, yesterday was 316 day. I don't think you did. Oh, everybody's doing stuff. Hell yeah. Give me a hell yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's what I would have. That's what I would say. I celebrate that. Sure. Actually. But uh, I got a news story. You want to talk about a news story? Sure. You sh- are you sure about that? Yeah. This happened in a horrible place, West Memphis, Arkansas. <laughs> okay. Why is that a horrible place? That's where they me- they did the men- West Memphis 3 wrong. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. You're you right. Remember that story? I do vivid. I do know what it you're It still makes about. me mad to this day. It is I fucked still, up. I still... They will never not make me mad sure. for that story. Because they just fucking railroaded those kids. Yes. And put them in jail for like ever, dude. Yeah. They were in jail. How long were they in jail? I want to say 20 years. Yeah, right? something like that for for nothing, dude. Probably. And then they didn't even. The other thing is this fucking kid gets murdered. They don't even solve the murder. You know? Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, they were they they didn't have to do much uh, work, you know. Yeah, they're so I mean, they're so lucky that eighteen years. Yeah, they're so lucky that Henry Rollins started like worrying about them, you know, because that was Henry Rollins. I think it was that documentary. Well, yeah, but that documentary got passed around. Yeah, but then Henry Rollins also, and like I didn't even know he talked about it. Oh my God, that's who got me down with it. Oh, it was like Henry Rollins and uh, Lars, like the guys from Metallica and stuff would be talking about it. And they would like go on TV and be like, if if uh, if I was a teenager in West Memphis, Arkansas, they would have done this to me. You have yeah. to understand that I could be in prison for 18 years. It could yeah. happen to any of us. Yeah. Any of us who like metal, you right. know, could and, and, which is true. Any metal head. down there in the South, dude. Back then, they were just so freaked out about heavy metal. They were just throwing people yeah, we in had, prison. Yeah, we have a really good story. Someone wrote in and sent us uh, about the 90s and their friends that were all metal heads in the South and got chased around by the cops and like bullied out of town, basically. Yes, I have to figure out. I want to make it like an audio play or something. I still have it. I, it's amazing. Yeah. So these guys got... Uh, we can talk about this real quick. I mean, it's something, you know. Uh, what happened was this kid got murdered. Yikes! In uh, West Memphis, Arkansas. That's right. Do they do what else do they do there? Just I don't know. Kids get murdered. I mean, just shit. Just listen to the. We'll do the news story and then we can maybe circle back because it just is a vile place. This this story's been sitting in the folder for a long time. So I wanted to. I, this is something I wanted to hit. <laughs> yeah, though. you don't have to call it a vile place. <laughs> <laughs> I will call it. That. Okay, Brett is defending West Memphis, Arkansas. He thinks just everything they've ever done is, is great. The yeah. bad news is just lots of bad news. I mean, it's just, okay. It's not an awful, it's not a vile place. It's an awful place that manufacture that like basically their main export is bad news. Okay. <laughs> and bad things. Right. <laughs> like every time you hear it, it's like, Oh, West Memphis, Arkansas. We railroaded three teenagers and put them in jail for 18 years. Uh, West Memphis, Arkansas, one Arkansas lawmaker wants to get more students reading by putting money on the line, specifically their lunch money. Uh. Representative Alan Clark R. Lonsdale, Lonsdale. That's probably where Lonnie's live. Right. Sure. Uh, proposed a bill that would cut lunch funding in schools that struggle with reading. And he is working to get others to support the idea. 
Clark's proposed bill, if passed, would reduce a district's national school lunch funding if they're struggling ah. in the reading department over a period of time. I don't understand, and hopefully that won't, bill won't get passed, Lakita Chalmers, a, pre, a parent in West Memphis, said. Chalmers has four children, and one has recently had some trouble reading. Even though she knows what Clark is aiming to help fix, she doesn't understand how cutting lunch funds could help literacy struggles in the state. I don't see any connection in that. I agree with that. Hungry kids probably aren't learning very well no, i mean it doesn't make any sense these guys are always fucking around with like the school lunches but it's never like hey can we make these like real foods instead of like sure. processed food bricks right everything can we get somebody besides pillsbury to make the breakfast do you think that one of the reasons because this is an interesting thing about kids these days is at least in paid neighborhoods where people with money go to school most of the kids pack they're all packing. Sure. They're all bringing hummus. Right. And uh, carrots. Right. And Kalamata uh, olives. Kasha. Kasha. Oh, God. And here's the funny thing about that. If you brought hummus when I was in fucking school, people would have destroyed you. Yeah. I just think. It wasn't. Yeah. It was different times. Yeah. People no, would have put double, their hands they take in bento it. boxes. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Don't ever. Have you, some daikon radish in, for lunch. In Groveport, Ohio, you bought your lunch. Or you didn't eat lunch. And those were the only two ways you could have lunch. Yeah. Um, I noticed in Charlotte school, it's mostly that, like, the snooty kids are, like, their parents pack them lunches and they have to eat it. And it's, Your daughter buys, Like, right? whole grains and stuff. Yeah. My daughter buys. <laughs> she's such a pain. She's, she's, she start, she'll forget her. She'll just pretend she lost her lunch. Yeah. You're turning her into like a bad, like, cause I think <laughs> I'm not turning her into part anything. of me thinks I'm just, I'm letting her make bad decisions. But, well, but part of me thinks that like the bad school food is like the key entryway into the crappy food we eat every day. Sure. You know? I got into chili cheese burritos because that's what they sold at Groveport high school. When I was a kid, you buy 79 cents. They had chili cheese burrito, then called Chilitos. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't compare. It's like your parents are going to make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and maybe a bag of Doritos or those cheddar peanut butter crackers and apple mm -hmm, grapes mm -hmm, on, mm -hmm. or French fries and pizza. Yeah. I just, there's not the competition. I don't, I just, I just right. don't see it. I didn't like any of it. I didn't like school food. It freaked me out a little bit to eat. I remember the first time I packed, I almost cried when they handed me the pizza. I was in first grade and we we're having pizza for dinner and I've been packing all the time. Right. I'm just packing kid for the first part of the year. Uh -huh. And then they're like, we're going to have pizza tomorrow. And I was like, holy shit, pizza. And like, just I'm so excited in the morning because when I was in school in the morning, you raised your hand for what you wanted to eat. It was like, sure. who wants pizza? Who wants turkey? Who wants the? It's only two choices. Right. Pizza, mostly pizza. But then like the, all the kids for pizza, obviously all the kids raise their hand for pizza. And I get in there. I'm like, I'm about to get my pizza. I'm so excited. They handed it to me. And I, I was like. I was grief stricken by how gross the pizza looked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't. We had, a, we had a pretty good school pizza, man. It came in those tinfoil trays and it had a real thick side and it would get like blackened and crispy around the edge. It was more like Detroit style, to be honest. No, ours was just, I well, see, I'm old as fuck too. So they probably upgraded the pizza because I remember they, straight I, up they were good. They got on Little Charlie's when I was in sixth grade. 
you was able to just get a little Charlie and live a good life. Nobody knows what that is. You don't know what a little Charlie is? No. Do you know those Red Baron pizzas? Yeah, the little that are little around and they they have that's a little Charlie. That's actually called a little Charlie. (laughs) Okay, thanks for the knowledge. (laughs) Thanks. That's actually the actual food name is little Charlie, not pizza. Then we got the slab pizza, but yeah, the back in the day, my elementary school pizza was the best school pizza ever. Uh, yeah, I and then there know. would always be some geek would put um like a napkin on top to soak up the I, grease. I, I fucking absolutely hate people that soak up the grease <laughs> off the. It makes me physically angry. I was I think I yelled at somebody in uh one of those cities we played in. Yeah, we went out to a pizza place afterwards. I saw oh, somebody yeah. soaking up their grease, and I was feeling like shit. But I was just like, "What the fuck are you doing soaking up that grease? That's the good part of this thing." Yeah, live. Chalmers has four. Ch- okay, so uh, I don't. The National School Lunch Program pours into schools and is different than the National School Lunch Act program, which which provides free and low cost lunch to students. Still, the parents we talked to said it's a stretch to touch lunch funding at all. This yeah. is most definitely not the option. Marilyn Canaday, a grandmother to five, said she understands the bill is supposed to act as incentive <sighs> to push those schools to improve, but she still doesn't agree with how it could impact students. Isn't that sad? It's like I'm going to hurt your fucking children if you don't get these numbers up. Right. Like, how is that helping them? What are you doing here? I know. It's so sad the way that, like, we're what? so cowed in a way. Like, the working class is so, like, please manage us in a way. The way this is worded. I don't yeah, think yeah. there are a lot of people that feel this way. Because I know this isn't a rich school district. Because that's the thing you really got to talk about is, like, let's look at which schools are struggling with reading. Yeah. And let's look at their class size. And let's look at how much money we're giving to these schools. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's underfunded schools. This is what pisses me off is when... I have to talk to people all the time now that when it sends their kids to fucking private schools or talk about how they love being, I feel like I've already done, I feel like I've already done this song and dance on this show already, but yeah, people think that the bad results at these schools have anything to do with the quality of education or the teachers or kids or the kids. Even. Cause they play their the capacity the of the kids too. Yeah. Yeah. No, their kids are already worried about other things in their fucking life. Their parents aren't, don't have extra time, you know? To sit down and, and do the extra reading homework and shit. People are working several jobs and shit. You know? actually, and would, some people's parents are just too fucked up all the time. I actually think that's an interesting thing because you're at that age now where you still have to help with all the homework every single night. And you're surprised. I remember being surprised at even that age at the amount that they're, that they're handing out. But if you were... Hers is pretty easy, but yes. it's still a matter of... It really just comes down to doing it. I mean, whether it's like... I mean, me and Eric are already like really worried about the more advanced level stuff, but uh, like for this, it's really just a matter of doing it. It's just like read a book, work on letters and stuff, and spend thirty fucking minutes. That's all. How I much mean, reading is there every day? To read, just read one, book, read one book, minutes a just day. Just read a book. One Gwen book. had to read a half. I think it was a half hour every single day. This wasn't in kindergarten. No, you're, you're, we're talking two completely different things, oh. you know. But as they start to progress through elementary school, they start adding more. And, uh, I mean, Gwen had about an hour a night where, you know, she could do most of it. By, like, I'll just tell you this. When I went to orientation the year and they said, uh, we're going to be, we want you to be hands off on the homework. If they need your help, obviously don't say no. Right. But you're not, you are not, you should, we would prefer it if you didn't sit down with them and do the whole time. With yeah, them yeah. Because we want them to do it. 
I, I mean, I'm just still bad at it anyway. You know, they told me, uh, they told me that I shouldn't bring her stuff. If she forgets stuff at home, then we shouldn't bring it in for her. Uh-huh. We do that. And, and, you know, once, once or twice a week, somebody's parent goes and buys all those kids Chick-fil-A. And they'll just be sitting there eating Chick-fil-A for lunch. And I'm like, oh, this is unbelievable. We had some real, I, I just, my kid is so funny. I, you know, everybody has heard her. I'll, I'll get her on the show. I'll, I'll do a show with her again sometime. Maybe I'll do a show with her this week. Cause she's on spring break and we have time, but, uh, me and her are at war right now because she's mad because she's getting my car when I pay it off. And, uh, I, and I'm getting a new one. Because I come from a, I come from a world where the parents get all the good stuff and the kids get the, <laughs> the second thing. Right. Like, I want. Well, my, there, what, there's no other world than that. I don't know, man. Some people don't believe that. Do you think everybody believes that? Because I, 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 I tend to think that's my most regressive. Uh, that's my most regressive trait of all the things that I do. Like I am a pretty progressive parent. And I, I do things pretty progressively, but for me, it's like, uh, if, if that fucking, I want better shoes than my kid, because you know what? They're fucking, I'm, I'm buying the goddamn shoes. They're mine. I get the good stuff, you know? But the car was like, I don't think any kid should start with a new car. I think you're setting, no, that's, you're setting that's a whole idiotic. thing up. Yeah. You're setting up a whole new, um, you're setting up a whole sort of expectation for the world, I think, when you give your kid a brand new car as soon as they turn 16. Yeah, that's outrageous. Because I'm like fully 100% on the let's get her her license as soon as possible thing. Cause is that what she wants to do? Yeah. And getting her, getting an extra person to go to the fucking store is, that's something, right? Like, sure. you send her to get you stuff. Yeah. Hey, you, yeah. you go. You can, she can go to the grocery store once a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Gwen, go get me. Uh, uh, ask if they'll cut an onion in half. I only need a half for this recipe. Can see if they'll give you a half onion, like a broken one or something. I know she's not going to do any of it, though. Yeah, she's That's not. the problem. I mean, anybody who knows her in real life knows that she's not going to be helpful when she gets her license. Well, and you're not going to make her. She's just not helpful. I think that's a deficiency she has. Well, not I think helpful. you could probably hold her to a higher how? standard. How do you make somebody helpful? Well, I mean, a teenager. You, you've given someone a brand new car and they're ungrateful about it. I don't, I mean. It's not brand new. It'll be 2015. Brand that's brand new car. That's a nice car. That's yeah. a fucking brand new car. It's a Kia. Nice Kia Soul. Yeah, there's when nothing for kids to be complaining about. She wants a Mustang, she said. And I'm like, get the yeah, fuck out of here. You got to earn that. You're never getting a Mustang. You have to go. You have to go. Get the money to buy that. Should I go buy her? Should I go and start searching now for a 5.0? Fox Must- body? <laughs> go get her a 90. You should. Go, go you get, her get her one of those Mustang. escort looking ass motherfuckers. Get her a nice four cylinder Mustang. <laughs> that is a brilliant idea. Just fucking scroll it. Yeah. I mean. You'd be like, and uh, so what we're going to do is you, you're going to just put this cassette in the deck here and then you can plug your phone right in and then you have your music right there you can there's a little knob to turn no digital i kind of do want her to have to drive like a grand dam in a way like why did i have to go through it's gonna get wrecked i mean no one uh makes it to 17 without wrecking the fucking car even if it doesn't wreck (laughs) it's got french fries and shit all it's just gonna be disgusting yeah yeah it's gonna be driven down until it has a burp of gas left in it oh my (laughs) no shit every day i'm gonna get up 
and I'm going to get in my car and there is going to be no gas. And, and I know that, you know, if I could even like, if, if one of these days we got to have Jason come on here and talk about the way that he treated my parents' cars, because it was just, they were, he was wild. They have this little geo Metro, man. My parents had this like two seater geo Metro and they were like, that's a, I mean, it's great. We got a geo Metro. Now we can't drive all these dumbass friends around, but they would just squeeze into that thing. And be jumping like catching air all the time they go to the railroad there's a railroad track that had a big bump and the motherfuckers would just firing up that thing and jumping and yeah. it's like yeah that's why when that's why it's hard to maybe you should just get her a car that's good better for ramping or something yeah yeah i don't think she'll do it she, I, I let her drive already once and she only went seven miles an hour she's scared that kid's scared of everything what was your first one was your first My, car uh camaro okay okay An 86 camaro it was only $500. I basically, I got ta- my first tax return from when I was like 15. The year I was 15, I earned, worked at Fazoli's. I got a tax return. It was basically $500. My dad knew a guy from work that had a Camaro sitting around, and that's what I got. And you had your license right away? I got my license immediately. Yeah, I wanted to drive more than anything. That's cool. I yeah, wanted right. to, too, but my parents wouldn't let me, and then I turned 18, and then I didn't do it, and then finally... I mean... 23 yeah. years old, I finally get my license. It is one of those things where, like, as you get after it, you're like, I don't think 16-year-olds should be driving. Once you're not 16, you're like, I don't think they should be driving. <laughs> I don't mind it. I, I, I did yeah. get hit by a 16-year-old the other day. I'm, I think... You got hit I, by one? Well, yeah, I got rear-ended by one. I would be driving through, like, Kroger parking lots and uh, would just be like, watch this. And I would just jerk the wheel and slam into a whole row of carts. <laughs> and just ass. bash through them. <laughs> and then fucking <laughs> drive on home. And it would just be like a funny little joke, I told. It was like, wasn't even the main event of the night. It's just... You're like, watch the crack-up we were yeah. doing. One time, so one time I slam into this cart and it bounces off the pole and hits the front of my fucking car and rolls over the top of it. I thought it was going <laughs> to smash the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking am sad. I never got to go wild because I didn't get my license until I was old enough to like 23. You're, you kind of yeah, basically know you can't be in it. Yeah. I was doing that stuff. Like I'm a try me. I'm a minor. <laughs> <laughs> my first car was a, a, a Chiva. 95. Ooh, that's a bad one. Achieve a red. It's a Grand Am. It's almost all the same shit as a Grand Am, but it looks boxier, right? And uh, I had it for like... Oh, that's tight. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good car. <laughs> it was red. I had a red one. And it's it's it was a Grand Am. Like, that thing was broke every minute of every day. And, and See, keep in mind... You, that's the same tradition. That car wasn't that old, was it? 95. How, when did you get it? 2000. Oh, I was thinking I didn't you buy a car. I was thinking, okay. So sorry. like what happened was I started dating Katie and she had a 1976 Nova that she bought for $500 when she was like 16 or 17. And that's what she drove. And that car was a piece of shit. Okay. Like it was even a car that's like, they don't want you on a trade-in. Like, when yeah. you go to do the trade-in, they're like, I mean, what are we Keep it. even going to do with that yeah. thing? <laughs> you can't get a scrapyard and get $50. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I sort of drove that for a little bit when we got we got this little 98 Nissan 200 SX. Mm. And it was <laughs> olive green. Wow. And that thing. Hall of Fame of fucking. Y'all, you're white trash, dude. I've told you this. I, I can't ever... <laughs> 
like articulate enough who <laughs> who I am as a re- as a person. <laughs> so we got this thing, and uh, of course the the power windows broke. The I, we didn't do any maintenance on it. Sure, the, the goddamn thing was su- it was such a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> like one of the lugs busted off, so I couldn't drive on the freeway. I'm driving fucking an hour and a half home from work every day, and it's right across town, right? Like I I worked. 15 minutes away on the freeway and an hour and a half on the, on the roads. And I had to drive the roads. Cause if I got on the freeway, that motherfucker <laughs> would just, that tire would fall off. Yeah, yeah. You know, it ended up happening too. Hmm. Like it, I, I was turning a corner and the tire fucking just fell off. Like the rim too. Everything. It just. Okay. Cause the lug was crooked. Yeah, and it was shaking that whole time, and it broke one lug off. And, and you I thought was like, if you just didn't pay attention to it, it would fix itself. Well, that's kind of my philosophy with cars. It happened yeah. all the time with that car. I, I've told the story a few times about when I was getting off the exit ramp, and and that fucking Nissan. I got off the exit ramp one time, and it blew a tire, and I fucking turned the radio up. And before I finally, I, it got so bad that the tire was wrapped around the axle of the car instead of the, cause I drove for so long. Cause I was just like, I'm fucking two miles from work, man. I'll get it after work is like kind of what I was thinking, but it didn't end up oh working. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It did it. Yeah. yeah. Lazy yeah. man. I yeah. mean, that's uh, again, I've talked about, we've talked about this on the show a bunch, but like, I really do think that like. Obviously, we want more mass transit and stuff like that, but we don't talk enough about some kind of way to ensure that a, a car breaking down isn't like a catastrophic life event. Yeah, that's you know? true. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I would rather not have your V. I would rather you have a place where someone can make take care of your fucking vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Like because this is where this is where like the serve part of the police comes in mind, where it's like, okay, come fix this fucking guy's tire. I do, do that? think that I'm make sure this you. fucking guy is not driving around on the roads with this crooked ass lug. How many times have you seen a guy or a woman changing a tire on the side of the road and a cop clocking people just like a quarter <laughs> right. of a mile right. away Right. where it's like, well, I mean, you know, there's, you could yeah, you get handy with it. Okay. Well, then maybe some of the listeners might need a refreshment refresher, but me and Brett are anti-cop. This show is very anti-cop, but we do have a model for what the cops can be in a better society. And it's really, it, 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 it is kind of like the, if you can lean, you can clean model in a way, but uh, for public servants. Yeah, so yeah. it's sort of like, Instead okay. Of, right. So what the cops would need to do, right. Is break up fights. That's all yeah. I think. No okay. more, no proactive policing. We don't need you to get fine. No busy, no more busy work. <laughs> no more finding stuff to do. You will just, Pick up the trash, clean windows, clean windows, uh, uh, change, tires. change tires for people. Yeah, do brake light changes for people. That right? see, that would be great. Stop them. Say, whoa, ho, 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 ho. your license plate bulb is out. Let me get you a replacement there. Oh God, that is beautiful. Right, yeah. and and you know, pick up the trash mainly is we. There's a lot of trash. Trash, yeah. Just clean up the cigs. cigarette butts. Yeah, um, food wrappers, and then, but then, like <gasps> bank heist. <sighs> That's yeah. your time to shine. There's that's bank. when. That's when the and policing part. Yeah, that's department. But of sanitation. Not for bank heist. We don't need bank heists though. Maybe. Yeah. No, we, we want don't. banks. 
yeah, department. What, what would of, you need to, the police? Like for? if the police, if somebody stole the food rations, sure, okay, that we're handing out in my world, right? Right. If someone on a forklift pulled up and stole a pallet <laughs> full of lettuce from Food Not Bombs. Yeah, but in that, like, that's why it's called the Department of Sanitation and Policing because policing is like the second thing they do and it is again like i don't even think it's necessary like we just want somebody who had who who is willing to jump between people and crime you're sure yeah that's (laughs) for sure (laughs) like i would do it i would do it in that i'm never gonna be a cop but if if the job was like go around and do some general work you know get some shit done uh uh again cleaning windows um, and like people's windows too in their neighborhood, not just business windows. Uh, I think that we cl- could get confused about clean the uh, bottoms of my feet. Yeah, clean the bottoms of my feet. Maybe if they're dirt, if I step in doo doo. Yep. yep, sir, sir, sir. Mr. Officer, <laughs> my feet are filthy. I mean, I guess we need people because I saw this happen last week when it was really windy. Uh, the traffic lights went out. Yes, on High Street, yep. which is. Fifth and High, which is one of the busier parts of our our downtown area, busy. it's very busy, and uh, it descended into horrible chaos. It I imagine was actually scary. Honking. Like I was kind of standing there watching people going, mm, mm, <laughs> doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, dude was like, and and like there was like these two homeless guys standing there while it was going on and just screaming, "It's a four way stop." It's a four-way stop. Don't you people know what a four-way stop is yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the people sitting in traffic? See? Yeah. And then, you know, God forbid you had to fucking cross the street. Yeah. That was scary. We sure. just almost saw so many accidents and so many people get hit. So if somebody... See, but the thing is, nobody got hit. That's true. It did happen. So it we, didn't. Yep. There so wasn't an accident. No more lights either. Okay. We need to get rid of the lights. Well, no. we're uh, <laughs> Look, I'm mad at them. I thought of this invention for the lights. You want to hear my new invention for the lights? Uh-huh. Uh, I thought of this last night. Got it. Uh, I'm driving home from the bar. It is 1.30 in the morning. There is a traffic light right before I get to my house. That is like, uh, so I hit a traffic light. If I make it through all these traffic lights, there's still one last one from where I was coming from. Tom Katie, I'm like, what if I could just text that light and tell him I'm on my way? Like, I'm going to be at the light in a minute. I don't have to get there for the light to change. Because it's so late, dude. Sure. I mean, obviously, I could drive through it. Yeah. And I should be allowed to. But, I mean, really, there should be, a like, a, 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 a app. We could do... You could do it with RFID on your license plate. Oh, and I would know. just know you were coming. Yeah, that's what you want. You wanted it because I always have, I have to wait on that light every not, time. Right. It's not done to like serve us. So it's not done to like help us out and make things easier. <laughs> it's to make money off of us. Yeah. It's yeah. to catch us. Well, I think our, us. our idea for turning them off after a certain time, like flashing them all. Yeah, after like all flash two in the morning because I drive home from here and I got to go through so many lights and it's like get out of here. I know it is Nonsense. Sunday and it's one in the morning. Yeah, no one's out here. I don't need to wait. Uh, were we talking about a news story? Did we go into this? Yeah, we was talking about this. Uh, she understood. <laughs> it was the lottery news story, what or lottery? the the not the lottery. The guy that wants to. Uh, the guy that wants to oh, take oh yes the school lunch thing I was just trying to remember how the fuck we got to where let's we're read at. his uh let's read his statement about the school lunch thing you you want to hear sure. like, his actual statement his it'll piss statement. you off uh 
Here's the reason behind the proposed bill. I am not new to controversy. You don't get anything important done without confrontation and taking a few knocks. He's taking knocks. This guy is taking knocks, not the kid he's trying to take their lunch away from. He's literally trying to take people's lunch. Yeah, he's just <laughs> taking food from kids. Yeah, yeah. Seeing that Arkansas children can read. It just read. doesn't. There's, there's like these fucking meme people that don't understand that if you say something that is true and that strikes at the heart of like justice and fairness and equality. People will hate you for that. You notice immediately that people will jump down your throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not the same as just being like fucking awful person <laughs> and pissing someone off and saying, oh, that's because I'm so great. Yeah. Well, yeah, he said, I, I want to. Like, if you came out and said, I think that all these kids should be, I think they should we go home and serve dinner to all of our children because they truly are the future. People would try to cut his head off. I know. <laughs> Then he would know what it's like to have people angry at you. Start <laughs> yeah. talking about taking care of people and see how much hate mail you get. Yeah, I it, I, I want to start this over because the way it's worded here, and I'm not new to controversy. You don't get anything important done without confrontation and taking a few knocks. Seeing that Arkansas children can we read is worth a few bruises. <laughs> that like he. Doesn't believe this, by no, the way. No, this is just showboating. This is just trying to be... He's trying to be a villain. Yeah. He's trying to get votes, man. This is a way to get people on his side. He's going to be the villain, conservative villain that does the hard... I'm going to make the hard... I'm going to make the hard choices. These kids, I can't read. I'm going to take away their lunch. Yeah. Right? That sounds like that sounds like something my mom would say, you know? Well, yeah. Like that happened to her when she was a kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is... Kind of, you see a lot. We of, didn't do our book learning. We didn't have peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> they didn't let us have lunch. That's uh, not my mom's voice, but that's the spirit of that voice because I'm just hearing it from so many people now. Yeah, and if you like, you, people just abuse. What yeah. is what is it? Come, I don't. Well, they're they're also Arkansas is has the. Uh, welfare uh drug test bill back out there too they're oh, they're cool. trying to pull that off cool you know that is like a sure win with like really mean people <laughs> you know like it's like you the most awful people in the world are gonna rally behind you if you say poor people shouldn't be allowed to own an xbox yeah yeah <laughs> no it's a great way to win win <laughs> yeah i was told my bills were too controversial and we couldn't do any better than we were now we're at 41 percent, so i'm thankful i didn't listen but that still means that almost 60 percent of our kids are graduating and can't do the most basic thing we send them to school for well, read. That's crazy. That like so, sixty percent of their kids are graduating and unable to read, and it's the kids' fault, right? Or it's the like who's that? I just the I, kids are different. Yeah, than every other kid. Yeah, the situation is different though. Yeah, they're dealing with you fucked up people like you in charge. You fucked up crazy people yeah. who who are just trying to punish them for. I don't know. I don't. I, I. I. I bet you if we started looking at like teacher compensation in Arkansas, I'll bet if we started looking at, uh, you, you know, there's a lot of stuff we could start looking at in Arkansas that you would notice that it's like, well, maybe if we did better for the schools, maybe if we recruited people that, like, I mean, it's not. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's always just comes down to living conditions at home. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I, I mean, that's the only difference 
the difference between the rich school and the poor school is how much income the people have at home. That's probably, yeah, I would guess that. I mean, it, my, it provides you with a level of safety and security and time and less stress and less anxiety than being broke all the fucking time yeah. and trying to raise your fucking kid, you know, or multiple kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking impossible. Yeah. Imagine. And, and they're, you, the parents are being punished too. I mean, the parents are also, this is a ex- continuation of like the court system too, that punishes the parents and shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the punishing doesn't seem like the way to get them to achieve. It doesn't. I, I don't believe that. We have, I mean, we have all the evidence in the world, but it's like, it's a way to make money. You know, it generates income the same way that like the lights don't make sense, but they do generate income, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so in the end, he ends this with, it appears I have much more faith in our schools than many of our educators do. Right. State Senator Alan Clark. State Senator. It doesn't sound are- serious. It doesn't sound serious that you wouldn't address the issue and ha- have something more intelligent to say than I'm going to be fucking mean about it. Yeah. What is it about this, man? We have so many fucking meek at. I don't know. We put up with so much shit from yeah. these people. And every time, like I read those minion death cult, all of their, all of the comments, I, like every couple comments will always be, I'll kick your ass or I'll kill you. Right. Yeah. I win. So there we go. Now we can't argue anymore. Cause I'll fucking beat your head in. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that is, uh, or they're just, you can't, mean. you're not going to read. I'm just going to take your fucking food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot of meanness to it. And, and I, I don't know. You know, I haven't looked at the memes as much as I used to lately. I guess I should get in and start checking that shit out. And it's like, uh, I guess, like, uh, that's what Minion Death Call are doing now. But the memes are also very mean. Like, the thing, like, almost all the things that stimulate these people to conversation or action is actual, like, mean shit. And you just want to talk. Like, Angry. Yeah. It's, I, I can't. How can I get in? Like, how can I get, like, cut through this? Is there a way that, because, again, like, I don't think, I don't think socialism solves this problem. I think those people are happier when they're able to not worry about health care and shit like that. I, I mean, I, I would guess. Yeah. Like, if we could alleviate some of the actual pressures that they're under, despite them, you know, I guess feeling like they deserve that a lot of time. Because, I, 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 for some reason, it feels like, there are times where I think like there are a lot of people who have just been beaten down and have just, you know, uh, been told they can't be or do anything. Oh, for sure. For, I mean, I t- me and my wife talked about this the other day and it was like, I mean, it took me till 40 to do the job I want to do because like, oh, well, and she was kind of talking about how uh, she, she wants a different job. And I was talking about how like, it, it, we got beat. We got it beat into us that uh, nothing was possible. You know the the uh, shit. The parenting. The parenting was like we're gonna beat this into you. That uh, here's what's possible, and it's just a few things. Just like there's a few jobs that are possible that are gonna be good for you, and that's things like. Uh, uh, working in an office, filling out spreadsheets, um, maybe blue collar work, like a lot of like roofing or cable company or uh, fucking electric company, uh, 
But the, the those are the it, max. I don't. I don't think it was that prescriptive, though. I, for me, I think it's more of a just an attitude of one of like you can do anything you want in the world, and then also don't expect to ever be happy. Yeah, that's yeah. why I feel like it's always like you're going to have to be miserable. You're going to also have to be miserable most of the time. Man, know? I gotta say, I don't think I ever felt any possibility for anything good happening. To, to, to me, like, I don't feel like anybody ever told me that I could do anything in this world that I want to. I, I feel like when I talked about, I, I mean, I guess this was maybe just my impression of things, but I feel like when I talk to people about things, oftentimes they told me all the reasons I couldn't, I couldn't do something. And it felt very discouraging a lot of times. So that, I mean, that's what I, uh, that's just maybe how I pick things up. But I just, I don't think I ever felt like everything was possible. There there wasn't like. Well, I think that but that's what the culture says, though. I mean, anyone can be president, right? That's what we're told. Yeah. Right? Anybody can be a rock star. And then you find out they're all just like the sons and daughters of rich people. Uh, <laughs> anybody can, you know, be an actor. And then you find out they're all the sons and daughters of actors. Uh, so, you know, but, but I think that our culture sells that, that anything is possible that, um, you know, you have, we have the freedom and liberty to pursue anything we want in life. And it's just not fucking true. Like if the, based upon where you're born and the circumstances you're in, it can be very challenging to get out. Sure. Some people do. And then they have survivor bias because they don't realize the other people that find it incredibly hard to do that because it is. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I always hope that doesn't happen with me where the thing is like, I, I kind of, you know, struggled through the first part of my adulthood and now I have some success coming my way. I hope I never think like anybody can achieve this. Sure. You know? Yeah. Well, I got a few things we can do for the end of the show here. Uh, Rogue Brewery is a place that we talked about recently on, uh, I want, yeah. What do you got? What you got? Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, do you have something else? You can, you're, I'm more, I'm, I'm taking, I'll take it. I just was going to finish out the show kind of reading some of the information that was passed on to me about Rogue Brewery, uh, in the past, since we talked about it the first time people really, uh, responded to that and, and okay, sorry. I was going to try to, I thought there was some, we didn't <laughs> answer any of the questions. We didn't check the chat for any questions. I thought you were looking at the this chat. I apologize. Like I wasn't. I apologize. Did, did I can't look people- in there because I get too lost. Okay. Okay. Well, th- were there questions? Damn it. Now I feel like no, a it's jerk. Fine. there was nothing there. There was a couple, but I don't know where they're at. I can't <sighs> find them now. People are just chatting. Sorry, everybody. I, I shouldn't have brought it up. I let y'all down. Well, let's talk about Rogue. Okay, what are they doing? And get the fuck out of here. Uh, this is off of Reddit. Uh, the the guy or the person that runs the Reddit Beer Circle Jerk subreddit. Okay. I think listens to the show. Nice. And uh, they sent me a few threads from there. Oh, from where? From oh, people from who worked for, for Rogue. Holy shit. And uh, so I have some... A few of the threads that have shown up on there. Oh, believe me, it is. And I also sound like a squeezing, like a juicy sound. I I will say this too. Maybe I'll we'll play this for the Patreon video subscribers. But I do have the video of them hiring somebody that was uh, basically they had to pull it off YouTube because it was illegal. Because they were like making them go down slides and do all this goofy shit at their job interview. But the audio wasn't like good to listen to. But if, okay, if you can okay. watch it, yeah, maybe yeah. we'll we'll do that for the Patreon video okay. people because it's 
They kept this motherfucker sliding down a slide during his interview. Like, hey, yeah. you know, go over there. Yeah. You can't work it without it's a fun. sense of humor. It's yeah. fun. You know, slide down. Like, Nerfite. Man. Nerfite. It's like, if you're making me have fun, that's, yeah. I don't want that. Talk like a pirate, Dave I, <laughs> I feel dominated in that moment if you're making me have fun. Uh-huh. You know, it's not fun. To be dominated by like some person to, to you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, what does it say? Am I still reverby? Did I fix it? I could uh, hold oh, on. Jesus, that's back. It's the USB connection. All right. Well, let's just never do that again. Okay. Hi, redditors. I know there's a ton of hate for Rogue, and I've read a bunch of your posts and comments, and I've lurked but never posted anything before. I worked for Rogue a few years ago. Briefly, it was so horrible. I worked in their gross, filthy warehouse in Southeast Portland where they had sales. They had a sales and marketing team sent out their overpriced, crappy merchandise and tried to ferment grain and open up a bottle shop. Jack Joyce was still alive and he used to sit in this dark little room at the back of the warehouse and verbally abuse employees and drink coffee and chain smoke. Nice. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm picturing this guy now. Yeah. Ah, you son of a bitch. Get back here, you piece of shit. <laughs> you know, this is like a madman era right. boss, you know. I did data entry and shuffled paperwork and sent out mass emails to people about the latest disgusting beer stunt they were trying to market to Midwesterners. <laughs> That's not fair. Yeah. We fall for beer. Okay. We just everybody like beer here. <laughs> the whole damn industry is corny. Well, everybody likes beer. T- yeah. Too, yeah. You know? It's just like, I, I mean, we don't. People in Ohio don't like need an excuse sure. to drink beer, but right. it's nice if you give them one. Exactly. <laughs> kind of like that. I, you know, it's a milk style. Right? It's right. new. <laughs> like, I have to drink it. Um, <clears throat> okay. Anyway, uh, so um, I got fired two weeks before Christmas because I wasn't rogue enough, which means I got fired for no reason at all. <laughs> They do this all the time to their flocks of employees, but they allow us to and collect unemployment, which seems to save them from legal action. Although eventually it might catch up to them. I'd love to hear about that. So uh, this person was fired two weeks before Christmas because they weren't rogue enough. So that's. I mean, they were like, uh, we were counting up Christmas gifts and we don't have one for you. Yeah. We don't have enough for you. Anyway, so there I was in the middle of December, unemployed and broke and pretty upset about it. Part of being rogue apparently meant that the company wouldn't pay for software because paying for software licenses is too corporate and we are rogues. They bragged about this to all their employees that they then fired. They didn't what? pay for any of the Microsoft Office suites that all their employees <laughs> used. What? It was all pirated. <laughs> That is rogue. <laughs> That's very rogue. That's rogue. They, Pirates. Oh, God, dude. There's a oh, number. Pirates. <laughs> what? There's you, actually a piracy number that you can report that stuff to, and they'll pay you fucking money. Facebook ads for it all the I time. I see it, too. And every time, I'm like, look, I'm no snitch, but... Uh, this sounds like a good payday. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for, like, a horrible person. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, don't take five Gs. Sure, whatever. <laughs> you know? I would never like do it to a regular person, but a business doing it is like that's crazy. What the, the rogue? I mean, that's a that's huge company. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there should have been around forever. They also only paid for a couple 
of Salesforce logins that they then shared with the entire company. Nice. All of this is fraud and is not elite, not legal. So being that I had nothing to do, I contacted BSA, the software alliance, Microsoft and Salesforce, and told them everything I knew. Oh, wow. And then I kind of forgot about it because I had to move on with my life and get another job. That's uh, I do that stuff all the time. But there's more. About six months later, I got a thank you letter and a check from the Software Alliance for $1,672. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That is a come up. How Yes. A come up for also See, getting revenge. I kind of like Rogue, though. If they were paying people, I like Rogue more. It, right. It, Rogue is bad. Right. Because they are terrible to their employees and they're not paying them shit but I don't care and if they're, they're pirating evil. software. I don't either. But sometimes you just got to work with what you right. got. You no, know? that's great. No, I would have done it too. Definitely. <laughs> well, definitely <For sure>. now. <laughs> if I have to get a job again and I find out about some pirated software after hearing 1600 bucks, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I go home and make a phone call here. A sixteen hundred, uh, so uh, which I do believe would have been ten percent of the fine levied on Rogue. A sixteen hundred surprise windfall for doing my civic duty. I used that money to take my wonderful boyfriend to the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas, and Shit. we drank and laughed and frolicked in the ocean. We had a grand old time, courtesy of Brett Joyce, King of the Fat Assholes. Suck it, Brett Joyce. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, congratulations. Uh, that's the first story we got. That's very funny. And it did. Uh, if you're a listener out there and you're working for a small business tyrant that's pirating software, uh, yeah, but your checking would be that big. It could be that you get 10% of the fine. Sure. If it's five computers, it's going to be $50. I'm not against getting 50 bucks. Okay. I'm pro getting 50 bucks. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, so the, these are people that they're talking about what they do with the beer bread. Okay. Because I got a lot of info about that. And uh, so like one business practice I've not seen mentioned yet is how they will create special batches of beer for various causes, third parties, or events. Take the following beers. Newport 125th Anniversary Ale, Whale Ale, Wolf Eel Ale, Yellowstone Ale. These are all dead guys sold as special one-offs. You walk up to a bar and see that they have Rogue Whale Ale, and they say, and they say to yourself, I've never had that before. Let's try it out. Congrats, Rogue, for confusing the average beer jinker. So what they're doing is they take, they're like, these are special anniversary beers, uh-huh. but they're just regular beers with a different name that they put in a new bottle. Oh, so dead, it's just regular yeah. dead guy. Yeah. But they say this is whale ale for this event. Yeah. 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 To save the so whales or something. There's that. Smart. Um, let's see here. <laughs> nice, nice uh scummy business uh model so far. So uh let's let these there's some but there's just some asshole at the top taking all the money. There's always some carny at the top that's getting everything. That's the problem when when you start talking about it's cool that they pirate stuff. It's like, yeah, but it's like a, a fucking carny thing. It is cool that they also rebottle the same beer because once again, who gives a fuck? It's all beer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is all in the end. It's like I mean, I've said this about Coke and Pepsi. Oh, my God. People are getting so mad. In the end, it's the same fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, just blend them together and have one drink. <laughs> be done with it. That's our solution. I'm uh, sure no one will be mad about that. The new solution. 
<laughs> to our problems, to our divisive country. Coke and Pepsi blended together. Coke and Pepsi. I mean, I get in so much trouble for just being like, I, they're the same goddamn thing to we me, man. We should start man. selling that. Coke, just Coke, Pepsi. Bottle it ourselves, yeah. Street Fight Cola, Coke and Pepsi. <laughs> Street Fight Cola is a hybrid of Coke and Pepsi. All right, here we go. Uh, the time I spent working for uh, Rogue. I worked there in the brewery for about six months. I was there when Brett fired a brewer in, in a company-wide meeting with the words, fuck you, redacted, you're fired. Whoa. God, I, they just they seem like really into that. Like, yeah. Big public displays of power, and they seem I'm horrible. I'm the boss, man. I walked out of the meeting and called my old boss back. She offered me my job at $2 an hour more, and I never worked another minute for those motherfuckers. During the same meeting, they fired everyone on the bottle line and made them beg for their jobs back. Oh, and that brewery's fucking covered in black mold, especially around the glycol lines, because instead of spending money on a modern brewery, they make beer in a 100-year-old warehouse 10 feet from the bay. To say the drainage in the building is bad is an understatement. I saw sewage backflow into the brewery more than once. Oh, and they brag at the end of the year about how many people they've fired. Seriously, they actually put in the newsletter. It's a shame because, as the original poster said, John is a pretty good brewer, and they do make a few good beers. Unfortunately, Brett and Jack don't even like beer and only care about marketing. So see you, dead guy. So you see dead guy and not much else. So that was a person describing their... Uh, yeah, didn't someone say they fired a bunch of people and then hired them back on? For yeah, that's something they do is like if they'll fire everybody that works on the line and then they'll be like, well, I mean, we could give your job back if you would take a little less pay. That's I think what that's it so is. Rogue. Yeah, I think what it is is like if they get up around $10 an hour or something, they fire them all and then make them come back for eight fifty. Like they're trying to keep the pay at $8.50 an hour. Fuck. In San Fran, where are they at? They're in San Francisco, I believe. God damn. Yeah, Portland too. They're in Oregon. That I know sounds that. illegal out. That should be illegal out there. It should be illegal everywhere. <laughs> uh, let's see if we got one more about working there because these these are wild to me, man. It's uh, weird. I mean, it's not weird. It's just like I we just put up with this shit. Yeah, yeah. That's all the everybody that's, just puts up with. They just expect this to be work life. Yeah, I mean, well, they, I, I guess, like for me, it's like, how, how do they get away with it? Like, how does uh, people need money? People are desperate for fucking money, and they're they're just enough assholes to be like, I'm one of the rogue pirates. I made it. You know, 150 fuckers came through this door, and I'm one of the survivors. You know, Jesus, man, such a weird culture. Yeah, and the chisel, like the chiseling of the. Like all the benefits and the wages down to nothing. I just don't understand the appeal of it at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. Who's buying into it? I just really hope. I I hope if you're listening to this show, you're not buying Rogue. But God, it would be great to destroy that company's name. And yeah, I think if people, I really think that even if like regular old people knew the kind of stuff. I I mean, I think that everybody that drinks their beer is convincible. Do you know what I, I mean? Agree. Like I that, the the just the type of people that drink craft brews. I mean, I'm sure there's they're total fucking assholes in every other aspect of their life, but I think that they're <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I think that they're convincible. I don't think that they're like a lost cause type thing. You know, 
The right. craft brew people get a bad name. I have been around some horrible ones. Sure. I, I mean, I, I drove them around a lot when I was on Lyft, like from beer festival to beer festival. And it was just like, oh, leave me alone already. But uh, but I think that they're the type of person that you could talk to and be like, you know, you could drink something else. Like, just get a different one of these beers. Just don't drink this shit. Yeah, but I think that most of them are run by assholes is what everybody's saying. I'm, I'm seeing that a lot too, that most microbreweries are paying for shit and just playing on the passion of the, that's the sad thing about it is it's really them playing on the passion. It's like a, a upright citizens brigade sort of thing where it's like these people are passionate about, you know, beer and wanting to get good beer in the hands of people. And so they'll work at a place like that because and so they'll pay them shit because working there is sort of a dream job for a kind of person yeah yeah so all right well i think we're good man i think we did as long as we can do yeah thank you for being here um hope to get the calls eventually working someday maybe we won't do call-in shows anymore Um, we will do call-in shows uh you can find more of what we do on Patreon. We do a zine. We do bonus videos and bonus shows. Patreon.com slash StreetFightWCRS. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, Snapchat. We're at StreetFightWCRS. And then we can always watch along. We do the show every Wednesday night uh, around 9. Uh, sorry. Wednesday nights we do at like 10 or 11 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Sunday, we do it 9 to midnight is when we're usually taking calls. So thanks for being here. Um, we we have new cords, and we've spent a lot of money, and uh, eventually we'll get it working. But we will see you on Wednesday. We are Street Fight. Peace. Second chance, women now since elementary. Oh, one day we meet again, break you out this penitentiary. Cause what's cracking, hope you straight. Know you thugging like you should. Seen your mama yesterday, gave her money for your books. Different day, the same shit. Nothing changed on murder block. Couple homies hit a lick and got the other homies popped. They got shot up with a K. I got good and bad news. They say Reggio gonna be straight, but slow grew and make it through. They hit Reggio up with eight. Only hit slow grew with two. Round this time last year in May. Crackhead junkie killed young dude. I seen your stupid baby mama. She still acting like a dot. Always fighting, starting drama. She be fucking with the ops. Ask her why she never write you. Why she never help you out. She say you tripping. You don't listen. And your temper always high. But let me tell you about your daughter. Yesterday she tried to walk. Every day she getting smarter. Other day she tried to talk. You can't be there like a father and it's fucking with you mentally Court appoint a lawyer, got my bro a half a century In the streets and count my blessing, Lord knows it could be worse I got niggas in the pen and I got niggas in the
gotta keep my faith Cause right now I'm losing hope So I'ma pray to that dope Put that faith in my work I got homies in the grave I got brothers in the pen I got some that's coming home I got some that's going in Try to go to visitation But they wouldn't let me in So I only conversation Writing letters with a pen Wanna see just how you doing Wanna know just how you been Tell you who your bitch been screwing Checking on your mama and them Hope you get a second chance Women now since elementary Oh, one day we meet again Break you out this pen I know you worry about me Cause oh, we ain't talking a minute Don't think a nigga tryna know you I'm just handling business On my way here I was blowing And they told a lieutenant Where it got back to the warden And they canceled my visit I dropped 40 on a lawyer Tryna reduce your sentence He better than that court appointed He gon' fight to appeal it But you gotta stop tripping I heard they caught you with a phone And they threw you in a hole You probably wonder how I know I miss them days when we was mobbing We was robbing just for fun If you was fighting then we fighting Jump them, ain't no one on one Remember clutching at the function I got locked up with a gun You went in every nigga pockets And got money for my bun I know you really miss some streets But you ain't really missing none I know this rap shit look real sweet But my real life it ain't no fun Cause right now I'm out of buns my dude, he on probation. My little bro on the run. He think he on vacation. My pops back in the system. He just my die in prison. My mom is co-defendant, so she got locked up with him. He got snitched on by his own sister. She the eyewitness. Now every time I see my blood cousins, I don't even feel it. See what them drugs did to my own cousin. Started acting different. Cooking drugs with my older brother. Baking soda whipping. Serving drugs with my older brother till he started sniffing. I think my bro a dick. I tried to put my nigga on and then he ended up stealing I caught that nigga stealing crumbs when I was plotting on millions Believing death before dishonor, Father God please forgive him I pray to God cause if I see him, swear to God I'ma kill him I got some change, my niggas change, I'm getting changed, they think I'm rich They want me locked up in the cage, I'm fighting Rico just like Mitch The only time I wear a suit and tie is at a funeral or a courtroom for trial I got brothers in the pen, I got some that's coming home, I got some that's going in Try to go to visitation, but they wouldn't let me in So I only conversation, writing letters with a pen Wanna see just how you doing, wanna know just how you been Tell you who your bitch been screwing, checking on your mama and them Hope you get a second chance, women now since elementary Oh, one day we meet again, break you out this penitentiary